Hey, morning, everybody. You know, recently I've talked about the two. Two recently I've talked about the abandoned and unused concepts of both Ken Penders, Carl Bowles, and Ian Flynn. But now I want to talk about one concept that Ian Flynn did do, but I felt was unnecessary. And I've and I've talked about it before, and I still stick by some of the things I said. And you know what? I'm not alone. Of course, the idea I'm talking about storyline-wise was the Mecha Sally arc, which started at the end of issue 230 and lasted for about 17, I would say officially 16 months. And if you add in maybe a couple of the Sonic Universe issues as well, I think about two or three or four of them, almost 20 issues or more, almost two years combined. But... Basically, the Mecha Sally arc lasted a combined between the two t- uh, comic book titles, a total of 20-something issues, almost two years within the span of 16 months. And honestly, though, folks, I stick by what I said. I didn't like the idea. I still don't like the idea. I don't know why Ian Flynn decided to go with it besides, oh, we're going to create these tragic moments all across the forefront for the Freedom Fighters so that they can slowly rebuild and come back together as a team, even all that, and kind of learn from the mistakes and realize... Cause, and, and honestly, this is my opinion when I, when I was thinking about doing this. I think Ian Flynn originally had the plan to have the Freedom Fighters, even after Sally was de-roboticized, to come together after it was all said and done and basically learn that, hey, as long as we're Freedom Fighters, no matter what branch we are around this world that we can never let our guard down. We always have to be ready. That as much as we'd like to sit back and relax, we can't do as we can't do that as much as we'd like to. So we always got to be on the ready. We always got to be on guard. As well as the other lesson of being, hey, we're a team, so we need to listen to each other. We need to hear what the other has to say, take advice from somebody. And I think a line like that probably would have came from Sally as being a bit of a callback to Nicole trying to talk her out of, you know, putting herself in harm's way and being roboticized. Now, I'm not saying that's what Ian Flynn was planning to have them say, but from my own personal opinion, I think that's the direction he was going to go with. The, and, and, and here's the thing. Like I said at the beginning, I'm not alone in this. Not everybody liked the idea. I mean, Crystal made in 77, when she does her reviews, she talks about the fact act that she kind of goes into detail and talks about the fact that a lot of the characters are going through so much crap doing these story arcs that it couldn't get any worse. And obviously, the reason I look at her dismay or her dislike for the Mecha Sally arc is you finally give Sally and Sonic this moment of happiness and suddenly you decide to take that away. Not just by having her gunned down and shot up originally at the end of 225 before the first Genesis wave into what Ian Flynn described as Swiss cheese, but then later on after Sonic finds a way to restore the world, you have her sacrifice herself into robotization. And I guess what a lot of people, maybe even Ian Flynn pointed out, this moment was to make her look like a hero and to help her make up for a lot of the stuff she had gone through and even had done uh, prior. 
and that's all good and everything, but it's like, really? You're, you're going to basically destroy that moment of happiness you finally had and just throw it away and impile, and just continue, continue to pile on to this craptastic sandwich? Aren't a craptastic sandwich that uh, of moments and events that have brought the characters down? I think the simple question fans had was, "What is Ian Flynn? What's wrong with you? Why would you do that?" And again, like I said at the beginning, Ian's plan was to put the Freedom Fighters through such devastating moments that it wouldn't be easy that this would be a situation where it would not be as easy to bounce back from as before and that in my opinion as I said I think the ultimate goal was not only would they finally come back together as a team and be victorious and all that but they would learn a lesson that as long as the freedom fighters and they're in this war to protect the planet from a megalomaniac that wants to turn it into a robotic wasteland and you know they can't relax as much as they used to. They have to always be on the ready. They have to be on guard. And that as part of a team, they also have to rely on each other and listen to each other and maybe listen to the advice that each other gives. But still, it's to me, it was unnecessary. And honestly, honestly, you know, it didn't have to go as long as it did. I mean, when Ken Penders first did the idea, as much as some people may not like the guy, he only did it for half an issue, for that one small short story. That was it. You know, that was enough to kind of give you an idea like, yeah, this this is a bad thing that could happen. But that was the, I think that was the other thing that kind of got people upset as well. I think what also got people upset about the story arc as well is you're basically retreading an old idea that oh, that was already done. I mean, yes, you're, I guess, as some people would point out, you're improving on it, you're taking it to another level, but it's like you're retreading an old idea that doesn't need to be retreaded, even if you're trying to improve on it. And that's another thing that got fans upset, was how he improved on it. Because one of the discussion points for a long time, even to this day, was how did the Eggman, in story, in context, weaponize Sally the way he did? I've always stuck by the notion that he built weaponized armor on top of her already roboticized body. You know, maybe added a few things here and there, but basically built a robotic body on top of hers, melded it onto hers. Others point out that what Robotnik did, Eggman did, if you will, was he gutted her. In other words, he took her apart and rebuilt her into a weaponized version of herself. Which is why you had lines like Bunny saying, what did that sicko do to her? And Tails saying he weaponized her. And it's like, depending on how you look at that moment, in that revelation, it's like, why? Why would you go that route? Why would you go a route that even, they will agree, Kim Penders never went. And that's basic. I mean, yeah, Kim Penders tried to originally kill Sally off because he thought 47 to 50 were the last few issues of the comic, but then he was proven wrong. And then his original idea for her to stay dead and be replaced by a robotic doppel doppelganger uh, was canceled. So he had to go with the World Tour 2 deal. 
point is, you know, even though Ken Pendis attempted to kill her off, he never went to the route of, you know, you know, having to go through, go through a situation like, you know, robotization, and that's just my dog, she's just waking up right now, a robotization, and then having Robotnik, or Eggman in this case, take it to another sadistic level and gut her or just change her up, no matter how you look at it. And that, too, is where a lot of fans started to get a dislike for this story arc, for this story overall branching story arc, because it was like, you know, because to me, I find it more believable that she would have just had weaponized armor put onto her if her de-roboticized design was going to be what we got in the soft red con and reboot. It would have made more sense. But still, it's like weaponizing her to a lot of people kind of turned them off to the story arc. Despite some pointing out that there were some good moments, moments, you know, some good moments here and there, it's like going that route really kind of didn't sit well with people. And here's the thing as well. You know, despite what Ian Flynn or anybody else would say, there were moments, obviously, where they planted seeds of Sally still having a bit of her own personality inside of her, her own free will. Just tiny bits. Her reluctancy to... Well, I wouldn't say her reluctance reluctancy but that re- that look on her face if you can look at it that way if her standing outside of uh, standing inside Elias's hut hut and watching him and his family get away you almost see almost can detect a bit of remorse or when she had tails you know save the village instead of trying to save her it's like there there was a part of Sally that was still there but not but was slowly you know, slowly being replaced by her, by the Mecha Sally's obedience to Eggman. The, the, the thing is, despite how, what they say, obviously the plan, I think in my opinion, because I've been a long-time reader, was slowly but surely as you got to maybe 250, Sally would have eventually probably broken free of the control Robotnik had on her through the corrupted power ring and all that and she would have regained her free will and maybe used her robotic body to try to get back at Eggman for what he did to her like maybe she'd be in shock go after him and threaten to maybe kill him maim him unless he found unless he explained how to change her back or something so so obviously they had some plans that in my opinion that despite what they may tell others um they obviously had plans for Mecha Sally to regain her free will as Sally and then maybe get de-roboticized after maybe threatening Robotnik or Eggman with, you know, still as Mecha Sally but on the side of good, good until he gave her the answer she wanted of how to change back. Which, again, it's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Because Ben Bates doesn't specifically say how Sally was supposed to be de-roboticized in 250, he just states she was. I mean, 
Ian Flynn basically said the Krasud was going to play a part, but but then he later on says it wasn't supposed to play a part. So we don't know. We obviously don't know what the truth is, but if the Krasud was never really in the plans of Sally's robotization, then what would have been? Some say Julie Sue would have played a part. Some say that um, someone else would have played a part, but not the Krasud. Makes you wonder. My honest opinion is, you know, Ian Flynn may have had plans, and, and, you know, eventually maybe someday he might reveal those plans. But, you know, for Ian, but as far as the Mecha Sally arc goes, I don't, e- honestly, it's just me, guys. But I don't think Ian Flynn really had any kind of idea of how he was going to resolve it. I mean, honestly, I do believe Ben Bates when he says Sally would have been de-roboticized in 250. But even with that, what was going to be the end game going into 300? Was it her going to be motivated by revenge and maybe the others trying to calm her down? Um, but her wanting revenge for what Eggman did to her, but then maybe Nicole talking to her and saying, "Look, you're the one that wanted to be de- you're the one that wanted to put yourself in the situation, Haitian. So you have no one to blame but yourself. You know, was there going to be conflict? I don't know. Were they going to go on a quest to reunite with the other characters and you know reform the team as it once was? And then, like I said earlier, kind of learn in the end, learn a lesson of hey, you know." While we're still in this fight for our planet, we can't relax as much as we used to because we always got to be on the ready. We always got to be on guard. And will part of that lesson be, you know, like on Sally's behalf, on Sally's part, be like, look, and as a team, you know, we got to listen to each other and heed each other's advice. You know, was was that in the was that in the planning stages? Was that was that in the works? We don't know. Because honestly, I don't think, I think Ian Flynn didn't really have a true conclusion. I mean, he probably, I'll give him this, he probably did have plans to have Sally be de-roboticized originally in the 250th anniversary issue, had it not been for the mandated crossover. But what happens after that? I'll look at it this way. I'll look at it this way. Ian Flynn probably had some good intentions with Mecha Sally, but I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think this whole World Tour 2, Death Egg Mark 2, Mecha Sally arc was nothing more, in my opinion, you can disagree or agree with me, but was nothing more, but in my opinion, than Ian Flynn's attempt to make his own magnum opus, his own endgame-like story they would get people talking. And yeah, it got people talking, but not in a way that Endgame did. Endgame got people talking because it felt like a sad AM like story that got split up into four episodes slash issues. It was that good. Even to the point that Ken Penders had to re release it as part of a Sonic Super Special issue called the Director's Cut because there were moments cut out due to changes that happened behind the scenes. But still, in my opinion, and my head just hit the headset there, but still, in my opinion, I 
believe that's why Ian Flynn did the story the way he did and why he had it last as long as he did because he was trying to create his own magnum opus and did he succeed? maybe not the way he wanted but I guess that's where the soft retcon reboot story arc you know Shadow World Crisis and Panic in the Sky came into play because he was able to from 252 to 287 basically achieve maybe what he wanted to originally with the Mecha Sally slash World Tour 2 slash Death Egg Mark 2 um, story arc but honestly I don't really think he, any, he had any true real endgame in mind you know even after the derobotization of Sally so in the end was the Mecha Sally arc a waste of time that's up to debate. Honestly, I think it was. I just, again, I just felt it was unnecessary. They could have gone in any other direction of having the freedom fighters kind of rebuild themselves and learn that, and learn the obvious lesson of, hey, as long as we're in this war, we can't always, you know, relax. We always got to be on guard. We can't relax like we used to. And we got to rely on each other and listen to what the other says. So, I, honestly, there could have been other ways to go about it. But Ian Flynn felt that this was a more personal, tragic way of going about it. But if his original plan was to have her, according to Ben Bates, de-roboticized into 50, and then, and then go from there, the question obviously is, what was the end game? What was the main goal at the end when you reached 300? Was that going to be the last of the issue, the last of the Archie Sonic comic book? Was that going to be the very last issue? What? What was the end game? That's the question. And honestly, I think Ian Flynn. I think Ian Flynn obviously, to me, just came up with the idea and decided to run with it. Because and his and his my obvious opinion my my own personal opinion I don't think a lot of people that worked on the book artist wise and all that and even fellow writers like the idea of like the idea of Sally being roboticized. I mean, yeah, one person I think it was Paul Kaminsky says she has that kind of Jean Grey Jean Grey slash uh, Phoenix slash Dark Phoenix mentality or characteristics to her, but. Here's the thing, when Jean Grey became Dark Phoenix, Phoenix didn't gut her and rearrange her body and make her look completely almost different than what she was before, or whatever the people look at her and all that. That never happened. That never really happened. So, the thing is, however you want to look at it, However you want to look at it, folks, I, I just feel that the Mecha Sally arc was not the best idea for Ian Flynn to go through. And if he attempts to do it in the IDW Sonic with a character like Whisper or Tangle, <laughs> honestly, if you think fans are upset, were upset with him then, anybody that's followed him over to the IDW side are not going to be too thrilled. Even if they don't like Whisper or Tangle, or maybe they are getting the fondness for them, 
The fact is, you do that to one of them, they're not going to like it. They're not going to like it at all. I guarantee you. And if you try, and I guarantee this, if Ian Flynn tries to do something similar like that, well, let's say a character like Amy Rose. Oh yeah, I don't think fans are going to be too thrilled with that. I mean, it's one thing to have her temporarily turned into a roboticized master in the first Sonic and Mega Man Worlds Collide crossover. That was a temporary deal that was okayed. But to go the route out that he possibly could go with Amy Rose that he did with Sally? No, that's not going to sit well with fans. I guarantee it. So to me, honestly, I don't think the Mega Sally arc was the best idea he came up with. Yes, did it have a good mo- did it have its moments that were positive? Yeah, I won't debate that, but still it's like you know again the question is what was the end game? What was the end game going to be when it was all said and done? That's what I wanna know. But let me know what your guys' thoughts are. What do you think? What were your thoughts on the Mecha Sally arc? I know some people will come on here and probably say it was good and that you have to look at it from a wider scale and a better, a different perspective and fine, that's your opinion. Some will agree and there will be some I should say that will agree with what I had to say and there, even, and there will be some, maybe both sides that will ask the question that despite whether they liked it or they didn't, I think they all will agree in the overall a question of what was the end game. What was the end game if Sally was going to be de-roboticized in 250? Where do you go from there? What was the end game? If you were going to, uh, you know, stretch this out to 200, I mean 300. You know, what was the end game? What was the end game going to be if you were going to reach it to 300? That's the obvious question. But let me know what you guys all think down below. Comment if you like. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. And I'll talk to you all later. Have a good morning.